Let's shake it up a little. Welcome to the Salt and Pepper Podcast, adding a little bit of salt and a little bit of spice to make your Tuesday just right. Here's your hosts, Lisa and Olivia. Sometimes the Christian community, it, it comes off as like, yeah, we all, we love you, but, and I just feel like that's not the love that we're called to do. It's supposed to be, I love you, period. Just love people. Like everyone's going through their own thing. And like, I just feel like the only thing that's our job is to focus on ourselves and our relationship with God and love people. And that's, and that's how we show people God's love is through our love. Welcome to the Salt and Pepper Podcast. That's a good day. My name is Olivia, and I'm an entrepreneur, a content creator, and a brand builder. And my most recent business is Velvet and Fur, which is a polymer clay earring business. Welcome to the show, everyone. And across from me is Lisa Brosser. Hi. I still really want to think of a new intro, um, but with nothing off the top of my head and not feeling super creative. My name is Lisa Brosser. I'm also a creative. I'm a mom, a wife, and my current obsession is retinol now that I can use it again. That's why Yay. I was just talking about it because I brought yeah. it up. And I Okay, I have two though. Oh, okay. And my new perfume. Yes. This was out of the yes. podcast that we just recorded and it got yes. deleted. It got deleted. It um, didn't get deleted. Mine I don't want it to sound like it was my fault. My computer crashed right this was not not your choice deletion no computer deletion none of this was my fault no 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 i'm not blaming you oh gosh i hope you don't think i was blaming no i actually actually am whenever things go technically (laughs) whenever things go technically wrong i take it like very personally like this was my fault i could have done better i have told you multiple times though it's not your fault i know but i'm I know. Coming into a conversation about nines. <laughs> Just starting a conversation. Yeah. I know. I understand. But. <laughs> I like haven't even answered you. You. Anyways, my new pa- favorite perfume. I'm actually not even going to say the name of it because. I'm so she weird about everyone's gonna go things. run out to be just like oh, her. We're just so massive. We're so huge. Everyone's gonna go. No. Um. I'm just like weird about like wanting like something for myself, and it's like. It's just a scent thing. It For me, it's perfumes. If there's something I'm super duper like, I think this is going to be my new thing. Mm-hmm. Very few things of that. But perfumes, I'm usually very picky about, except for once when I posted it on our story. That was a different perfume because that's like my summer scent. I actually think this is going to be my new like year round scent. And I'm you very excited about it. And I like that we have different scents. Yeah. Oh, totally. Like, we don't like... I was actually just thinking that. This sounds weird. But when I was in uh, looking in the mirror, just staring at myself, I was thinking... Crying. I, I'm crying. <laughs> I was thinking that I really like how we look so different because I feel like that adds to the podcast. Because we're similar in certain ways. We like some of the same things, but we're just different enough to have good conversation 
and we look very, very different. Yeah. Like when people see us, they go, "Oh, salt and pepper." It's like they immediately understand. They do. Like I, th- I think so. I'm sure they do. Because whenever I've interviewed <laughs> like, people, oh, that makes sense. When I've inter- pe- interviewed people without you, I don't think people get like somebody even asked like, "Why is it called salt and pepper?" And then I had to tell them, "Well, my hair is gray and black, but the main reason is I'm my co-host is blonde. I'm white and and I'm." white white with black hair <laughs> white question mark um we're both wait i'm ethnically ambiguous you know exactly what you are you're romanian right well sorry i'm 14 percent swedish which means i'm a shield and i'm maiden. pretty sure i'm like 95 percent technically eastern european and wait that's like except i think stuff. i'm like western european Wow, we're like sisters. We're so different. No, but we're the like same. the same. And idea for our second shirt. <laughs> Hit me with it. Shield maiden, and it could be me holding a shield. Okay, how about that's just your own shirt because I'm not a shield maiden. I know, but like I think it's me. Funny. I'm I'm um under communist regime. <laughs> I don't think you can make that into a shirt. I don't want it to be a shirt. Okay, so okay, but you have your own personal shirt. Everyone who loves you can get that shirt. So I everyone will get that shirt. We'll think about what I want. M- mine will look like um, it'll just like say a Kanye Yeezy shirt on it, or something. And I'll, be, and I'll be like, I don't think we can do that. <laughs> no, it's because you Copyright. already you already said you don't like merch, and you're not going to make the decision. So at some point, I'm going to have to put my foot down and be like, okay, we're just doing what I want. Well, then. no, if we if we have our merch look like something that's not like the common merch that I've always seen. But do okay, you, but do you well, think actually, I would do that? No. Do you think but, that I like that? But but that's the thing. Like if when we come together, you won't have to put your foot down because we're gonna come to a conclusion. No, I'm gonna put equal. my foot down. Aggressive. First of all. Second of all, there is merch that I do like. It's just the general merch in the world. I am like, okay. Like I understand that people are really excited about this one thing and they love that, but. I would be more excited about what the shirt looked like itself. Oh, than me too. Because I want to it. wear it underneath my pantsuit. We've already talked yes, about this. Okay. And also a crew neck would just be really cute. And if it said, I shook it up with Lisa and Olivia. <laughs> I don't know anymore. To be honest, I think I have bangers. Every time I say <laughs> it, I'm like, these are good shirts. Wow. <laughs> these are such good ideas. Um, my current obsession is obsessing about how I need to get my hair done. That, yeah, that actually is your current obsession. I really need like a head. I was going to say head to toe, but it'd be like head to chin. I need like an H to C makeover. I need it's hard as a girl who doesn't dye her hair. So when I say like, go get my hair done, I'm not going to get it like dyed and cut. I don't dye my hair. But it just needs something, and it's all so expensive. Yeah, and you're like, but I can color it, but then what would I do? Like, there isn't anything that you're already doing, and, like, you know what you want to do. You're like, where do I start? So I think I'm going to weave, because everyone wants to know. I think I'm going to weave in my natural black, because I did it before, and I really liked it. That's my plan. (laughs) And a trim. Obviously, a really nice trim. We already had a plan for you. Are we still doing that? And toner. And toner. Right. Okay. Well, you told me you could cut it. So the best thing we could do is for you to cut it and yes, tone it. That would just be that. the best thing. Can I just like throw it out there? All of you probably need a trim and you just need to hear that. <laughs> the amount of times that I've had someone say, 
Um, just as much as I need, and it's actually like three or four inches. I'm very sorry, but that's probably not what you really want. So I'm gonna show yeah. you, and then people are like, "No, just half an inch," and I'm like, "Okay." Yeah, having long hair, hair is, is hard. Having long hair is hard because you have to maintain it. And I will say. Something that helps too is that I do wear extensions, so I don't see the ends. I'm not sitting there staring at the ends as much because the ends are like an inch of them are extensions. So anyway, I think that that's why. Yeah, and it's been quarantine. I feel like I have to justify myself. Like I do that's take true. care of my hair, but I just never know really what to do with it. And I don't think a lot of people do. Yeah. So just explain to your hairstylist, aka y- you. Me. <laughs> I'm looking at you. Ideal world. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Short hair. But then I would just wear extensions and be oh, fine yeah. with people knowing that the they're Kylie. extensions. Absolutely. Well, they were too. like full weaves and wigs. That too. That I mean, that too, of course. Yeah. I hope I've reached that level of where I call things vases Wait, because hello? I'm wearing a weave. Dream world. Dream we're talking world. dream world. Don't put dream a cap world. on it. <laughs> Seriously. Um, but I feel like I could do that short and have it just be like cute and straight. But then there are days where I have it long. Because yeah, I don't like saying as, bye to my long but hair. But that's the thing. Like, you have to have, like, a, a very great hairstylist, first of all, and a lot of money because they have to know how to work with your extensions. Because the amount of people that I've seen try to do that, and you can tell that there's I know. shelving. So there's, like, you know, one shelf, which is yeah. your hair, your actual well, hair, you and then the second shelf, and it's, like, not blended. And But you also – you it's very hard to get away with straight hair that's with extensions i, I typically wear my I wavy i don't think you can really unless yeah. it's just for volume well that's the only reason i wear mine yeah just I think for like you thickness could, i think you could get away with it but yeah. someone would have to like check you before you left the house yeah that's true i'll check you out i'm just like stressed out i feel like i want to do my hair right now um okay live so i just got toner <laughs> like cuts <laughs> we're doing it right now um okay should we like dive into the silver lining of the week yes you talked so soon after that like hang on while i separate the sound bite. oh i was gonna have you do it after that's why oh yes bing hand her back uh, may I first please do because i'm Amari not first? exactly sure what i'm gonna say um <laughs> Uh, not having, uh, classes at my gym right now is very difficult because that's pretty much the only thing that motivates me to go work out. I don't like working out on my own. I like having other people around me because I like to compete against other people. And that's really what's going to get me going. I am a very competitive person. If you ever play games with me, for instance, Avalon or like psychological manipulative She's games. telling the truth. Everyone. I love to manipulate people. That's what I'm trying to say. It's so no. terrifying playing games with you and Zav. Oh, I know. People actually think we have marital problems. The first time we played games with you, I went to the car and I was like, that was okay? a lot. <laughs> I know. Like, what is going on? A lot less people want to do game nights with us. I don't understand why. <laughs> well, when you're standing up screaming shut up you shut up and i'm like what's I know. going on i get on? aggressive you know what that's what counseling's for and it's not even like a real world you go so. to you go to counseling they go what's wrong and you're like game so night there's this game there's this game <laughs> um i love to pretend like i'm someone else and play out this character where i'm wild and i shout at people like i'm on the real housewives okay right Let's that do that. Fun. Let's do that next time. But just know we're both playing a part. 
Okay. So next game night, I'm being dead serious. Next game at your game night at your house, we're gonna pretend like we're Real Housewives playing this game. Oh, that would be so funny. But then we have to like undermine people like emotionally and attack their personal lives. I can do that. How can you play this game? Your husband isn't here. So what he didn't want to come with you. Literally right when the game is done, I snap and I'm like, hey, so does anyone want like a drink or does anyone want And people are just crying. I'm your modern housewife all over again. And people were like, wait, what? Yeah. Anyway, it's really scary. Yeah. Okay. Keep going competitive. Um. Yeah, not having workout classes has been really difficult, um, especially because I can feel my body not doing well, especially after like doing something active, like um, we were playing soccer after my son's birthday. And I noticed my feet hurt the next day and I'm like, oh, I should probably like do some yoga or something. I didn't, but I should have. <laughs> So, so I need to get back into it. Once you're out of it, it's been like five months now since I've worked out. Mm-hmm. And that's really hard on me emotionally, physically, mentally um, that I haven't been able to. And I just really not even like want my body back as much as I actually do. But I want to like be physical again. Yeah. Um, like, but the silver lining is I'm not working out anyways. So it doesn't matter that there's not workout classes available. I was about to break into a song. I'm glad I cut you off then. Let's Are you, get dang it. physical, oh. physical. <laughs> I want to get physical with you. So what's your silver lining? Did you think of one? She always asks me to sing and then I do and she doesn't like okay, it. That's not actual singing. Yes, it, that's as good as it gets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Um, what if I was just like, my silver lining is the amount I've been working out. <laughs> I've been, it's been hot outside, but I work out all the I time. I work out every day, all day. And it's like my body... 10 out of 10. Um, I My silver lining is that we're kind of coming. So we have had a lot of stuff going on with Velvet and Fur as far as like wholesale orders, which is really exciting. Um, but we're also doing custom info, influencer collabs where the influencer um, creates their own designs. And these have been in the works for a few months. Um, and so that has obviously been like a really huge thing because we're FaceTiming them. We're sending them, you know prototypes we're sending them sketches like it's been a thing um but we just finished our first set of prototypes and the girl loved them and she's excited and she has like 12 other influencers so we're getting ready to send out like 50 pairs of earrings so cool. and they're in they're um like content creators we don't have in our immediate network yet so we're able to expand and one of them's like a little girl who's like 12 Cute. and her mom like runs her account but Aww. she has like a ton of followers um and then like a guy who's like super down to do Great. it um so it's it's been good we still have this i mean this week itself is gonna be like I don't really know how we're going to get it all done, but we're going to do it. And I, that is my time to shine when it is like, you got to get down to it and you got to get it done. That is when I'm like, all right, let's do this. Mm -hmm. I'm ready. Um, but once this week is over, so my silver lining is just like, we're kind of getting over the tail end, but we still have like a little push and then we'll have like a little break for a while. And then we're going to be able to see all of these designs come to life and be like on the website and it's going to be exciting. So that is really cool. I feel like. Well, and that also goes into, we kind of have like two silver linings because we shared a different one at the end of this podcast. It's funny so, when people ask us because I'm like, oh. I know, I'm like, oh, thank okay, you. Thanks. Um, it's really cool because both of your silver linings are like because of progress. And so being yeah. able to see the results of mm-hmm. like hard work and um, just putting yourself out there and you're mm-hmm. seeing a lot 
I'm so proud of you. Thanks. I'm proud of you too. Yeah. So today's episode, <laughs> you compliment me and then you're like, how dare nah. you compliment me? Um, anyway, keep going. Today's episode. Oh, oh were do you, you actually going you, into it? I, um, halfway, but sure. sometimes you get mad when I start to take your job. It's just because I'm really competitive and yeah. Well, today's episode we have on Becca Tilly and it was seriously the biggest joy to have her on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll hear later, but um olivia like had a panic attack when she found out that we were gonna have her on the show she Mm -hmm. has her own podcast Mm -hmm. and it's so fun to listen to their her and tanya are just so down to earth and really awesome ladies to have in this industry and so um, you guys are gonna love today's episode it's gonna be so encouraging yeah no totally at the beginning of the podcast when i first started i i knew i there was like there were a few people from like reality tv that i really wanted on and the three from like kind of the immediate bachelor verse bachelor verse instead of bachelor nation by the way oh um, <laughs> um it's so much bigger than that it's oh it's way bigger um it it was brit and then becca tilly and caitlin bristow and so to have brit on it was really exciting because she's doing so many just like different things but then to have becca on and you know her podcast scrubbing in like won two people's choice awards and she's so accomplished um and just for her to take the time because to me like time is so valuable and so when people say when people say no or not right now I never take it personally Mm -hmm. because I'm like I get get that I wouldn't say yes either yeah to me (laughs) um and so for her to do that um and to take her time to do that when she doesn't have to and she has no like um what's the word responsibility wow hello am I Lisa I didn't even know what you were trying to get at (laughs) no I'm just saying I I forgot a normal word like you always I I know but I couldn't even help you that's how bad it is um but yeah she had no responsibility to to do that and she talked to us for like a whole hour and usually I feel like people have like a they got to get out Mm -hmm. and it was great and I loved the conversation and it was really fun easily one of my favorite podcasts because it it was just such a natural conversation and um really great back and forth which is like all that we could ask for and want and she has so many little golden nuggets yeah so many um so anyway let's just get into it and uh hope you guys enjoy the show and that's it yeah that's it (laughs) um okay so i'm sitting here with Becca Tilly, Lisa too, but sorry, I'm, it's I'm not as important way today. Less important. Um, but with Becca Tilly, and I'm so excited you're on the show. And when I found out you were going to be on the show, Lisa can attest to this. I got up out of my bed and I just laid on the floor because I didn't know what to do with all the energy coursing through my body. <laughs> and then I voxered her, and she was like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, "No, I'm having a heart attack." <laughs> and I, so I hope it's okay. I've seen like two episodes of the bachelor ever and so i'm like (laughs) so offended (laughs) and so i was like i'm so happy like you're so excited but i started doing a little bit of research and just getting to know you i'm like wow i'm so excited to have her on like you're down to earth you're so cool you're also a believer which is so so cool and so we're so excited to have you on and just pick your brain um yeah yeah (laughs) um okay so if you just want to tell just like the few people who don't know you about who you are a little bit and what you do and i'm becca tilly and i was on the bachelor about 
five years ago. I was on um, season 19 and then season 20 back to back, um, just because I guess I'm a glutton for punishment. But um, <laughs> I, um, after that, kind of went into the digital space of the influencer world. It kind of, it just honestly fell into my lap from being on the show. And I have a podcast with my best friend, Tanya Rad, called Scrubbing In with Becca Tilly and Tanya Rad. Um, and I think those are about the only reasons that anyone would know about me. So otherwise, <laughs> I could be creeped out. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. I was looking at your Instagram last week, and it was like the TikTok of you walking into the room your second season. <laughs> and it's like, hi. Hello. That's my favorite TikTok audio. I know. And I was just like, oh my gosh, that is probably very true. And it's funny now that TikTok's out what it would have been like then. Yeah. But right. um, I was also thinking about it before this and I realized, so I love a lot of people from Bachelor Nation, but my favorites have been you and then Britt, who I had on the show, and then Caitlin Bristow. And I was like, they're all from the same season. Yeah. It's like, that was a good season. <laughs> I know. Uh, I, I was really lucky. Both of the seasons I was on had such, I, to be honest, it was the, it was before and like on both of those seasons, no one talked about Instagram. No one talked about past show, like what it would look like. And so it was almost so refreshing in that that wasn't even something to think about or worry about. Cause I think now there's this pressure to go a certain like distance on the show to have the popularity or the following on Instagram. And luckily that wasn't even, you know, something we talked about. And I just, I had the best group of girls on both seasons. I was really lucky because there wasn't really any cattiness. I know the show edits it a certain way, but you know, it was just nice to have a group of girls that like, I would be so happy to go have lunch or dinner with any of the girls from either season. I think most that's of them. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> most of like, except for, like, a couple of them. Like, if no, I really that's... think about it. <laughs> so their names. Just <laughs> No, that's so awesome, especially because it's, like, um, now I feel like when I watch the show, I just feel like they all need fake names or something because I feel like they're all there for that fame because you do get off the show and you have a new job and you have a new life and you move to L.A., which these are all amazing things but it's like the reason you know are her reasons good for being here and everything and I think that's why I liked your guys' season so much because the people that came out of it kind of did all different things which mm -hmm. I thought was really cool you know yeah it um it would be hard to go on now without the expectation of what life would look like after you know like if I saw all these girls traveling and living this life. I mean, my life is so, it's so fun. And like, if someone would have said, what do you want to do for a job? I didn't know I could do this for a job, but like, it's a dream. And it would be really hard to go onto the show without having that thought of what could maybe come after. So I'm really glad that um, it worked out in a way that it all happened. And I'm so grateful, but it was, you know, I kind of, everything was normal for me until a certain point, you know, it was just all very like, Oh, sure. Why not? I'm going to go on this show and see what happens. And then I went back to my normal life for a while. And then the Instagram and the digital and all that kind of came afterwards, which was um, nice to kind of stay in a sense of normalcy post-show. It was a whirlwind. <laughs> oh, I can imagine. And 
Um, I don't want to talk a ton, obviously, about The Bachelor because there's so much more to you than that. But one thing that I always thought during the show was obviously how they typecasted you like as this virgin. And Mm -hmm. that was your storyline. And I remember you talking about it on your podcast, how you were like, I didn't think it was a big deal. So for you, when you came out of the show, so not only do you have all of this limelight, and then you're like in this space, did you feel like you were put kind of in a box and you had to show the world really who you were and you weren't like just this one thing they edited you to be? Yeah, um, the virgin thing, honestly, I was not anticipating to make that a pu- like I wasn't going to talk about it on the show just because I didn't want it to be my storyline. I didn't want that to be the sole focus. It had nothing to do with me being embarrassed. If anything, I thought like, oh, if they find out or if I do talk about it, it'll, it's a positive thing in my, you know, in my head, it was a positive thing. It is a positive thing, but I'm just saying like, um, I never thought of it being something negative towards me. And so, um, yeah, when I, when I got off the show and I watched the show, I was very like, felt like I was edited very quiet and I was the quiet, like timid virgin. And I was like, it's not really me. I guess it could be worse how they edit it. But, um, I did feel like I almost had to kind of prove like, oh, I'm, I'm, I have a different personality. I'm, I'm a little, I'm outgoing. I'm sarcastic. I'm funny. I have like a bigger personality than they showed. And I felt like I had to really work hard to show that on social media, which is dumb. Cause like, who cares? You know, like if I could just, if I'm just myself, they'll see that. Um, but yeah, I did feel like a little bit that I was in this weird box of and kind of this new representation of someone who was saving themselves for marriage. And it put this weird pressure on me because I never wanted that. I never wanted that pressure of being like this virgin role model, you know, that I got that kind of it put me there. But like I said, it, it wasn't a negative thing. I just it kind of made me feel like I remember I when I lost my virginity that I had this huge weight that I felt like I just let everyone down and I'm like I should have never felt that (laughs) like if anything it should have been my own if I felt shame or guilt or whatever it should have been because like oh I feel that because of my own personal reasons but I felt like I let people down which was felt really kind of unfair in a sense that I did that to myself (laughs) yeah that's so much pressure Mm -hmm. (laughs) so much pressure yeah yeah uh, I can imagine. I I always think about that getting off the show and then all of a sudden you have all these people looking to you and mm-hmm. they're wondering what you're going to do next and who you're going to be in this industry. And then for the people that are painted as the villains or the this, yeah. cause, I mean, they even did that with Colton. Like he was the virgin. I'm like, guys, he's so much more <laughs> than I that. know. Yeah. Um, but I guess, I guess that's the risk of going on the show, too, because that's what Britt was saying, that she didn't know that they were going to paint her that way. And so she got off the show and she's like, I thought everyone loved me. <laughs> and yeah. then it came back that it was like, no, everybody was talking bad about her. So that I, that's really hard. <laughs> it is. It's a, it, it's weird because like I look back on my experience on the bachelor and it was all positive, honestly, like the, the worst thing that came out of it was that maybe I came across quiet or something. And I thought, you know, I had so many amazing friends from it. I just, I loved both seasons I was on, but I know there are people and I think Britt would be one of them who looks back and was like, that wasn't really, I didn't, I don't look back on it with the best feelings, I guess. 
Yeah, no, she she said it really, it really impacted her life because she it not only impacted her um, like the beauty standards of all of that, Mm -hmm. which I want to get into that later, but it impacted her knowing, oh, somebody can say something to my face and then somebody can say something behind my back. And that's what they think of me. And I'm not this way. And then you have like this, you know, internal struggle of figuring out who to be. And Mm -hmm. you're like, why do I have to figure out who to be? Like, this is this is me, but I still have to be this way for you. I know. Yeah, that's really hard. Um, But kind of going into that, as far as like boundaries go and the Enneagram nine, um, (laughs) how have you navigated being private in certain areas of your life, but being open, but having a podcast? And do you have like physical things you do? Do you have rituals that you do? Like, what do you what do you guys do to have boundaries? (laughs) I know I did you. So um Lisa is also an Enneagram nine that we discussed before we started the podcast. Um, I have really been learned because I always assumed that boundaries were like a negative thing. And I thought that putting up a boundary for people meant that I was closing them off or not giving them an opportunity or it felt like I was offending them. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you can relate, but um, (laughs) I, um, especially having a podcast, it's so exhausting. I mean, there's so many great things about being a nine. Like I know that we are known as the peacekeepers and our peacemakers. And I've been really trying to focus on that, the positive parts, because the, the dark side of the nine is that we um, really go, like when things are uncomfortable or we don't want to deal with them or we're like too overwhelmed. Personally, I just like retreat and I shut down and I think that me not talking about it means that I'm processing it and that's how I'm dealing with it, but I'm actually not dealing with it. I'm just storing it to the side and it always ends up like coming back to where I almost feel like I'm going to explode because I'm so overwhelmed with what's stored. Oh Is that my like- gosh. Yes. I was just going to say like an explosion, like you, you're <laughs> going to blow up with all of these things and it all just comes out at once. And it's like, well, how do I work on these things like as they come? So I was actually just listening to one of your recent podcasts and you were talking about starting therapy. Uh And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited for her because I feel like that's one of the things that really helped me, Mm -hmm. Um, like seeing a counselor and then my husband also like, because we can't see ourselves the way that other people see us so we Mm -hmm. don't really understand like who we are too and so like having other people pointing out things about me or like hey you're shutting down and I'm like that's a really good point I am shutting down right now and it's hard to I don't know if you can relate it's hard to speak out about those things Uh because then you're not gonna keep the peace anymore Mm -hmm. and so like sharing your opinion because becomes this thing of like well is that selfish of me to share my opinion is that okay and so you have to learn like where your like comfortable circles are and Mm -hmm. like learning where those boundaries start so have you um heard of the book boundaries by dr henry cloud no but it sounds like sounds like something i need to (laughs) okay i'm i'm gonna send it to you it is it has been groundbreaking for myself and i'll like 
spare all of the details, but it, it's just like all about this stuff. As a nine, I call them holy S moments and I'm like highlighting everything and I literally like write like holy S. I can't believe that's like what's yeah. actually happened. It's yeah, uh, I and I'm sure this is like a huge part of being a, a nine, but it's like when people are able to form a solid opinion on something and that they like just stick to it. They don't need to see the other side. I can't get it. I'm like, how are you just going to make an opinion with one side without hearing the other side or, or giving the other side a chance? And it is so exhausting, especially when it comes to religion and politics, because I have yeah. to hear every opinion before I even get to form my own. And then when I actually form my own, I'm like, am I allowed to say that? Like, Am I going to like disrupt so much peace, like disrupt any sort? I don't want to cause any more dysfunction or arguments or any disagreements. So then I, I do the same thing. I'm like, am I allowed to have an opinion or is that so selfish of me for just literally having an opinion like everybody else? Yeah, and, so um, I'm, I'm a pastor's wife. And, oh, okay. Um, in the same way your guys' podcast is like talk about everything and like there's so little that either of us wouldn't share but then there's things that I'm like is that gonna cause someone to stumble like should I not talk about that like and then I'm like oh, okay I have to like do so much like biblical background research of like what whether this is okay to talk about like even like plastic surgery like the fact that I'm okay with plastic surgery is that going to make people like not even come to my church anymore and so how does that feel like as a believer in I mean having so many like Instagram followers and coming mm -hmm. out of the bachelor verse is that what it's called sure yeah. okay <laughs> that's what I think I actually is. like that more bachelor so. verse the bachelor I like that that's a good one <laughs> I didn't know I made up a new thing that's really cool um like coming out of the bachelor verse and so many people looking up to you mm -hmm. Um, I also know that with like the so the really really side tangent um, you were talking about that one pastor's wife who posted oh, yeah. about the LGBT and I'm like wow like that is so cool it's so true like that's Jesus's heart everyone mm -hmm. is loved by Jesus and who are we to say anything else so yeah how has that been as far as being an I don't know if you're gonna hate this an influencer <laughs> no it's fine it's unfortunately <laughs> the only word to use um I, I so I grew up you know I grew up where do y'all live where y'all from where y'all doing this podcast uh southern Oregon okay so I like 14 hours drives from you yeah <laughs> you, no. quick drive to oh, hang California. out from LA yeah. from LA yeah <laughs> um so I'm from Louisiana I'm from the south and I grew up I you grew up in the church I went to um like a Baptist school I went to a church like Sunday morning Wednesday I mean Sunday morning Sunday night and Wednesday um I grew up Pentecostal so I guess okay that. yeah yeah and um I always chose you know I it was always my choice, but in a sense, it was like, I was also just surrounded by all that. And I, I was only surrounded by like one type of person, which was the same people who believed in me, who looked like me. And when I moved to California, I like started meeting people that had different backgrounds, different religious like beliefs and, um, I, different culture, cultural beliefs. And 
I just started realizing that the world was so much bigger than what I grew up seeing. And it was really eye opening for me. And just until recently, like I just kind of posted on what I always knew. I didn't do any extensive research. I didn't like encourage myself or challenge myself to learn more about other um, different beliefs or different opinions on things. I always just was like set in stone on what I had been taught my whole life, like without even doing my own um, research or like I said, just like reading or listening to podcasts. I just didn't do anything. I just was like, well, this is what I was taught. So this is, this is it. This is the right answer. And I was very close-minded in a way that now I see people who say or do certain things that I did in that time of my life. And I'm really not turned off, but I'm, I think I'm just so sensitive to it because I think I was one of those people who came across that I was being loving because I was guiding them to the Lord. But I also feel like I was just being really judgmental and probably really off-putting to people who either had been turned away or turned off by the church before or other Christians. And um, so just recently I've really been like challenging. I've been the most uncomfortable. I've been literally, I think my entire life, the last couple of months, like challenging with, um, you know, the black lives matter movement and just like how we treat each other. And like, I hate that it's been made this like huge political thing because I think loving each other and treating each other equally should not be a political argument. And, um, I have just been same with like the LGBTQ. I just struggle a lot with sometimes the Christian community. It, it comes off as like, yeah, we all, we love you, but, and I just feel like that's not the love that we're called to do. It's supposed to be, I love you, period. And I feel like a lot of Christians do that. I love you, but, and it's just like, I don't know. It's something I struggle with. So as a nine, as someone who's very, um, same with you, like, is what I believe or what I talk about going to lead someone in the wrong, wrong direction. I get really stressed out about it. I have so much anxiety about it because I'm like, that's why I sometimes think I'd rather just not say anything. I'd rather just be quiet because that way no one's, you know, I'm not no really, yeah, but then at the same time, I think true. silence causes pain too. And like, mm-hmm. si- you know, people were saying, there was a lot of people saying like silence is violence. Like you not having an opinion is almost worse than you having, like there's two right. sides to everything. Like once you have an opinion, there's going to be people who agree and there's going to be people who disagree no matter what you say. And so I'm having to learn that having an opinion doesn't make me wrong. It just means that I have an opinion and there's going to be people who go like same with, you know, same as me. I talked about on the podcast last week about, um, my faith and like what I'm learning in therapy and just kind of processing a lot that I grew up learning and I got, I went to sleep with so much anxiety, just expecting that I was going to get a negative response and I woke up to so many people sending me messages being like, I'm literally going through the same thing. I grew up, I'm a pastor's wife, or I grew up a pastor's kid, and I'm going through these same growing pains that you're going through. And it just made me realize I've gotten to this point where, I don't know if it's social media or being in the public eye in a sense, but expecting the worst reaction from people instead of people giving people a chance to 
maybe relate to me. Like I always think they're just going to come at me with a negative response because they don't understand instead of thinking, Oh, there might be someone else in this giant world going through the same thing I'm going through. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's challenging because I, I totally get what you were, you have, I have, I'm like with plastic surgery and stuff. I'm like, in my opinion, I'm like, do what makes you happy. Just don't overdo it. <laughs> like, okay, you know? what's so funny is I even just noticed where you're like, okay, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> in my opinion, it's okay. <laughs> and so it's funny because we just did an episode that came out today, last week, um, and it was unpopular opinions. And we kept having to say opinion, like it's okay <laughs> if it's our opinion. Yeah. You don't have to agree with us. Yeah. Yeah. And I will I will say though, because I I think that what you guys have is a strength and you should see it as like a beautiful thing because I'm an eight and I hate that. <laughs> and so it's really hard because I've always seen the like seen the world as black and white. Like I've always been like, there's no gray area. There's just not, there can't be. And so to be able, cause like you were saying, you're like, how can somebody just see one side and know? And for me, I'm like, I'll talk. I have an opinion. I'll <laughs> yell it. And I've always hated that about myself because I've lost a lot of friends being judgmental. And I'm like, I'm not judgmental. I just had an opinion. Mm -hmm. And so it's finding that middle ground. <laughs> but I think looking at things from every perspective is like a really beautiful thing. And I don't think you should try. Obviously, there's like a line, but I don't think you should try and change that because that means you're trying to relate with everybody and form that opinion around that. And I think that's like a strength. I think if I was able to see all the sides and then form an opinion and feel confident in saying it without overthinking it, I would, I totally agree. The problem is that I see everything and then I don't feel like I'm allowed to have an opinion. Like I admire someone like you who's like, this is what I believe and I'm going to talk about it because I feel strongly about it. And I'm mm -hmm. so sure and secure in it that I'm like going to speak it without any hesitation. Cause I don't do that. <laughs> I know. And it's almost like, like when, um, the BLM came out and I'm like, Oh my goodness. Like it made me honestly uncomfortable. And I'm like, wow, they have like really good points here. Like so true. We started doing so much research, me and my husband. But when it first started happening, I'm like, there's so much, research to do and especially coming out like as a church to say like hey we agree like it they do matter and for you to say like all lives matter like you aren't understanding what's really going on you don't really know like the hurt that you're actually causing by saying that because we're mm -hmm. not saying you know let's not get too into it but we're not saying like all lives don't matter we're saying like hey this is going on right now we're gonna talk mm -hmm. about it mm -hmm. And so, for instance, when this happened, though, there was, like, information overload. There's so much going on, like, and that's where the shutdown happened. Yeah. And so then it's like, okay, like, I almost, like, don't even want to have an opinion. I just, like, want to be nothing. <laughs> I just, like, don't even want to exist right now. Yeah. And, um, but then that's where I think the silence becomes violence. Mm -hmm. And then that's where, like, being quiet isn't the appropriate thing. And so, like that's where the growth happens and that's like where being uncomfortable is so good that's why listening to your guys's podcast has been so refreshing because I'm like wow finally people are just like talking and they're not trying to be like oh I know 
yeah I know yeah okay like just agreeing it's like no it's okay to like even the random things that maybe other podcasters like snip out like oh I said that word wrong or like oh that was dumb like just leave it in like that feels so refreshing because I feel like I'm hanging out with you guys yeah I to be honest we had one podcast I think it was like two weeks two or three weeks ago and Tanya and I both had different things going on in our lives. Like hers was with her, her relationship and mine. I had had some like really tough conversations with family members and it was just like, I was so overwhelmed. And I thought that talking about us going through something was enough or relatable enough, but people were like, what are you, what are you talking about? I feel like I just missed something because y'all were so cryptic about what you were saying. And I was so nervous to say, like, I don't know why I felt this pressure of, like, everyone's having hard conversations with people they love, you know, their family members, their friends. Like, it's just a time where everyone's having to have these conversations that we've never had before and they're uncomfortable. And it's something that's so relatable. And I think that having a podcast and having a platform and having to kind of realize that I do have the right to keep things private, but also part of why people are interested in me is because of my life and things that I'm going through. And so the more I'm able to share, the more people feel like, oh, I'm going through that too, or I'm not alone. And I think when I share that about just like stuff with my faith and going to therapy, I, I, the response was so much more rewarding. Like just one person saying, your podcast really helped me and made me feel like I wasn't alone, made it worth it to open up about something that's terrifying, you know, or very uncomfortable for me. So um, I think it's just navigating and being able to have a healthy boundary and a healthy line of what feels um, like genuine. And I think just being able to be open and talk about things that are uncomfortable helps other people talk about things that are uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah, for sure. Because even when I was listening to that podcast, I didn't feel alone. And I always thought I'm like, I'm like the only Christian ever. That's so judgmental. (laughs) Because so many of my friends are just like so nice and they don't just say things. And I'm always the first one to like attack the husband in the room who's saying stuff. And the girls are just like, what is she doing? And so, but it was nice to know like we all are struggling and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Especially like I had someone on my podcast who's like an advocate for the Black Lives Matter movement. And she said something that was so simple but so empowering and she was like you know it's okay if you get called out like and it's okay if you like learn Mm -hmm. and I'm like that's true because you feel so like I'm a horrible person if you get called out but it's Mm -hmm. like that's how we all learn and grow but we have to have that open mind to do it it's really hard for me to have an open mind (laughs) yeah but I'm learning I'm learning um I also think with being a nine and saying like because I'm I'm like, okay, I need to know everything. I need to know all sides and need to have all the information. And then I'm perfect and I'll know my opinion. Yeah. And that's like so also like not the Lord. <laughs> like he's not like, hey, form your opinion and know everything about the Bible before you come to me. He's like, hey, come to me as you are. Like just come. Yeah. And so I think that's how we need to come with everything. Like especially with the Black Lives Matter movement. Like, hey, we know love and that's what I know. And so speak love. Mm-hmm. And other than that, that's where the research is going to start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's been, there's been so many times because I'm, you know, reading books and I, I'm following 
these accounts that are really challenging me and the natural, the normal part of me, the part that I'm used to is like, just stop, like just stop it all and just shut it out in your brain and just put it to the side. And I'm like, no, the, the reason why I'm feeling this uh, discomfort is because I'm growing into someone that's better and um, going to be able to speak and stand up for people, you know, and I think giving a voice to people who haven't had a voice is is something that's really powerful. And I think a lot of times the natural way is to just not speak up at all. But I think in this situation, I agree, we can't, we have to have a voice for them. Yeah, no, totally. That I mean, that's it. That's all we have to say. <laughs> um, so would you, do you have any advice for, uh, maybe people like that are in this space or maybe people that aren't at all, but they're like Christians and they're struggling with this idea of maybe being judgmental. Do you have like maybe tangible resources or did you have like a mentor that helped you or have you just kind of been like <laughs> in wish. the word or? <laughs> I wish I had a mentor. Um, I've been doing it on my own. I've just been, so I've been following different accounts. And the so one of the accounts I, um, originally saw was someone recommended her name is her account is called God is gray. And I initially did not want to click on it because I was like, that's so not what I was taught. Like God is black and white. Hmm. And I literally judged it before I even clicked on it. And then I clicked on it and she basically is, has like, she grew up the same as I did, I guess the same as we all did. And, um, has just done her research and kind of like where she's been convicted and she's just very open. But the thing is she's, the title is more about like how we as people are so imperfect that there is gray area for us. Like we have thoughts and we have questions and we do our research and sometimes we don't all agree on the same thing. And she says, she's like, God is black and white, but we like our world is not like we, there are so many different opinions and different people who believe different things. And, um, she's been really interesting just to watch. And there are some things that I disagree with, but I realize that disagreeing with someone doesn't mean that everything they think is wrong. I think I've always had this opinion, like if I liked someone or respected someone and then they said something that I didn't agree with or is a different opinion, I thought like, well, I can't follow them anymore because mm-hmm. like that's wrong. And then I realized it's okay. Like we're, we're not all supposed to have the exact same thoughts about everything. Like some people choose the color the they choose the red starburst over the pink starburst and I don't get it, but like, <laughs> you know, I, you know, I, I guess I've always had, I've always kind of thought in that way. This is actually a funny example. I was telling my therapist about when I was little, I loved, I've always loved friends and I've always like wanted to be Jennifer Aniston. She's like, and I'll be all to me. And I remember when I found out that she smoked cigarettes, I was like, I can't, I can't, she's bad. Like, I can't like her, you know, like, she, <laughs> I can't support that. I, and it was, <laughs> I don't know why I thought, and literally to this day, no, I, I like so remembered that. And oh, that's so me funny. with everything. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's the funny thing with like me being a pastor's wife. Like, I know once people find out that I love wine, I'm not an alcoholic. I promise. I, why do I even have to say that? That is so, so nine. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm not an alcoholic. I'm not an alcoholic. I, I, I like I wine, but I'm not. Yeah. 
like I I would love to be a bartender if I could choose a job like that would be so fun I love making my own mixed drinks but like oh like someone's probably not gonna like that but I have to be okay with the fact that they're still learning in their journey Mm -hmm. and the fact that and I I think it shows maturity when you can see past those things and be like hey oh, that person is imperfect. Like, I believe after doing a lot of research that drinking wine and having a drink is okay. Mm -hmm. I don't get drunk. And so other people can disagree with me and they can show me what they believe if they want to. But I also finally feel confident for once in my opinion that I can, like, share things. And even if I don't feel comfortable, I'm, like, learning to just speak what I believe. And there's so many people who are literally like all three of us, you know, where they will listen to this podcast and relate to all three of us on some level. And I've always been the same way. It's I, I was, I did not have my first drink until I was, I think 24. And I, because I didn't like to drink and I always just assumed that it was bad. Like I wasn't allowed to, it was wrong. It wasn't like biblical, which I don't know if it says anywhere in the Bible about it. I don't know. Um, But I don't know. I just, you know, I think a lot of times as Christians, we pick the things that we want to be really outspoken about and what we really want to talk about. But there's a lot of things that are um, that are sinful that are spoken about a lot more in the Bible than some of the things that people focus on for the most part. You know, like a lot of people focus on homosexuality. And that's mentioned, I think, six times or something in the Bible, whereas, um, like greed is mentioned over like 13 times in the Bible. And it's like, we all experience that. And I think it's just some people, if you're going to be a Christian, then just love people. Like everyone's going through their own thing. And like the only thing that's your job, and this is just what I, how I believe, but I just feel like the only thing that's our job is to focus on ourselves and our relationship with God and love people. And that's, and that's how we show people God's love is through our love. So, um, yeah, it's been an interesting journey. And like I said, I still struggle to talk about it a lot because it's so out of my comfort zone of how I was raised and how my brain works is that I have to justify everything. And I fear someone disagreeing with me, which is very unrealistic in this you know, situation that I'm in. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So I have a question for both of you then. So when you're worried about your opinion, are you worried about them getting mad at you and then you have to deal with conflict? Are you worried about maybe hurting somebody? Are you worried about what people think? Is it a mixture of all of them? All of the above. All of the above. Okay. Yeah. Because I think all numbers kind of have the same thing because I, as an eight, I've had people be like, well, you just really don't care about what people think at all. And I'm like, I don't really care if I know that they're like kind of dumb, but like if they're my friends and they're mad at me, I take that deeply Mm -hmm. because I deeply care. Mm -hmm. And so it's like all of the numbers I think have their own things, but I just wasn't sure it's like, if you don't want to deal with conflict, because even with like you, when you're telling me about podcast stuff, you're like, I love you. I appreciate you. I just wanted to let you know about this. And I'm like, sure. <laughs> because I that's what care. I need to hear. I need, I need like 20 affirmations for every like 
thing that I'm doing wrong. But that's teaching me like, oh, oh, Lisa needs that now. Like, oh, I need to do better at that, which it's funny hearing you and Tanya, like how different you guys are. Or like Mm -hmm. when you guys were in a fight, how you were like, I didn't even really know. And she was like, hello, hello, hello. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I relate with this so much. I know it's it's so funny. But yeah, I'm the same way. Like I need to if I'm going to call you out, I'm going to give you so many great things about you before I like I'm going to give you like three affirmations before and then I'm going to say what I need to say and then I'm going to give you like three affirmations after just to make sure you know that I still love you even though I need to talk to you about something Um, that's that's called the compliment sandwich and I would do that when I fired people at my job you tell them everything they're good at you let them down and you tell them they're like crying but you're still complimenting them (laughs) but yeah I mean, I think that's the way to do it. Everyone still feels like encouraged, even though they're being called out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. No, no, not anyone. Um, Did you have anything else on that topic before we move on? Well, I was just going to say growing up Pentecostal, it's really similar to Baptist. And um, I feel like I didn't really have a space where I could share things openly. I mean, it's also a mixture of like where my parents came from and Mm -hmm. all of that. And so um, that's also why I like do a compliment sandwich because it's also (laughs) the fact that I never really got to hear all of that stuff. Like, hey, I love you still. Mm -hmm. Like, it's Mm -hmm. okay that you are different from me. I still really Mm -hmm. love you and I care about you. This isn't because I don't like you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, no, that's that's good. Yeah. We all learn from each other. (laughs) It's true. We all have so much to learn. Everyone has something valuable to offer. So I've, I've learned that too, but yeah, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird, exhausting mental place that we can get ourselves into. Yeah. I was listening, actually, wait, I was listening. Have you listened to the sleeping at last Enneagram podcast? Are you? Yes. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I just, Uh, you just sit there and you're like crying and you just don't know why. I know. Well, his music, I've loved his music forever because he's so prominent in Grey's Anatomy episodes. They've always used his music and covers. And so Uh when he came out with the Enneagram songs, I literally was so emotional listening to nine, the nine song. And then I listened to the podcast and he talked about how what's the correlation with the sloth or whatever, like sloth-like behavior with the nines and... Oh, they think that because we like aren't doing, like not doing anything that it shows... Like laziness. Like complacent. Yeah, yeah. That we're lazy, but really like our minds are like just working a hundred miles an hour. Yeah. And it's so interesting because I've never, I always just feel like sometimes I get into space when I have a lot going on where I'm stressed or the mentally overwhelmed that I find myself doing very little. I'm not productive. And I didn't realize that that was just because I had so much going on that my body was like, can you please, like the only thing I need you to do is just chill because you're going to run yourself to the ground. And I always thought like, oh, I'm just lazy or I'm not productive. And I really think it's just my brain being like, you're so tired because you're taking on so much unnecessary stress that isn't really yours to take on. Mm hmm. Yeah, that's so. That's a good reminder, reminding me to take a break. That's actually why a lot of the quarantine was really nice because I'm like, 
wow, I actually feel like I have energy for things. Because although like there was a lot of anxiety, it wasn't like immediate things because I'm not hanging out with people all the time and worrying about what they're thinking or what's going on. Or I mean, I was not working for a while. And so that was really nice. And so I was like, wow, I actually feel relaxed for once. And so coming out of it, I'm like, how do I continue that? And how do I keep taking steps to relax my brain? Hmm. Um, Yeah. So now I take little pills too. And (laughs) yeah, take little pills. You should, you should expand on that. Massive. (laughs) It sounds like (laughs) something else. I take these little pills every day and I feel better. Well, I mean, (laughs) they're a natural herb. (laughs) Yeah. They're like plants based i talk about them all the time she it's pops a xanax yeah, <laughs> yeah. wine every and day and i'm not against it i used to be on antidepressants so maybe not with you a know. glass of wine though Let's oh not, not with a glass of wine that. wait is it wait isn't it crazy though that like you were probably raised thinking the same thing like i i was raised thinking that therapy and like medication for mental health was not it wasn't right yeah. and i feel like realizing now how crazy that is because first of all I was gonna tell you you your job as a pastor's wife is probably one of the most special things because when I think about my the pastors growing up the wives were the ones who were like the mothers of like the church to me and like the the pastor was always like you know the leader and he was kind of like you know the one on the pulpit but I always gravitated towards the pastor's wife because I felt so much of that like maternal love and that guidance. And, um, so I just want to say like, you have such a huge voice in your church and I know it's scary for us and our personality types for you to like, really feel like you have a, you know, strong opinion and, you know, stance on things, but it's so like, you have such a gift in your position. So I just want to encourage you that like, you're like a huge important part of what people are seeing in the church. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I think that's why um, having the podcast was really cool because I finally felt like I can, because I'm also introverted for the most part, Mm -hmm. I felt like I could finally share with people who I am because although surrounded by a ton of people I don't know, I collapse Mm -hmm. to myself when I'm around someone that I feel comfortable around, like Olivia, and mm-hmm. I can just have banter with, my like real self, like what we were talking about earlier, my real self can come out. And so yeah. it's almost like, I want to prove myself to everyone that I'm not your average pastor's wife. Like, <laughs> I like to talk about real things because it was almost this like, it's like a what is show. a pastor's wife? Yeah, They're like some magical like, levitating being um yeah and because I always looked out to them too but I felt so much pressure when I became a pastor I'm sure yeah and so I I wanted to deconstruct what not only being a Christian is but also deconstructing like being a pastor's wife that doesn't have to be some perfect person and so like no pressure at all everyone's looking at me but no, um, but kind it, of like you know it's true and so that's yeah. why I love that I can speak out and have a pedestal to a pedestal 
not a pedestal. Yeah, pedestal? You're, an, you're an idol. An, <laughs> not an idol. Yep. Oh my gosh. You're on not a pedestal, a pedestal. everyone. <laughs> but to have a platform. Yeah, yeah, platform, yeah. Not no, a pedestal. You are above everyone. <laughs> yes, I'm above. I'm above Hello. you. I'm up here. We have just come um, to the realization that she is on a pedestal in the church. <laughs> that's, I am above my That's like my the husband. sneak peek I pull and post on social media. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I have a platform and I can um, tell people like hey being a Christian like we actually do love everyone mm-hmm. and some people aren't really good at showing that yeah so this is what it is so yeah. I love what you're doing and I totally look up to you yeah mm-hmm. thank you by reciprocation I feel the same way <laughs> It's mutual. That's Vice what I'm saying. Wow. You got me all thrown off with the pedestal. Vice I'm reciprocation. Well, I'm intimidated by the pedestal. That was like when Tanya said her eye was watering like Great Gatsby. <laughs> she said, I, I wish that we, which we should, we literally should record our podcast, like video them because most of the time I'm just like, it's so funny. Die. I was dying. She oh, said yeah. instead of like the Hoover Dam, she said her eye was watering like Great Gatsby. It was the funniest thing I've ever heard. I know. I, there are times where I'm like, maybe we should YouTube like all of our um, yeah. like interviews yeah. and everything that we do because most of the time I'm just like gawking at her. I'm like, this she's is like, not real. Like, what are we talking about? I'm like, I don't know. What like, are you where talking? Where are you about? going? <laughs> um, anyway, well, the, the last thing, <laughs> the last thing I'll say about that again is I want to encourage you guys to that there is power in this ability to be. Um, <clears throat> I wouldn't say timid because I don't think you guys are timid, but um, and graceful. And I think you guys are very graceful with the way that you talk about your opinions and you're very loving as opposed to like, I tend to go towards abrasive right off the bat. And then I pull back to loving and I'm like, oh, I do love you. Um, <laughs> but, but you've taught me and like a podcast like yours has taught me like, I can still be myself, but I can still take that grace and, you know, that vulnerability and still package it into one giant opinion. Yeah. <laughs> into one compliment sandwich. <laughs> into one giant compliment sandwich. Um, but anyway, so the last kind of thing I want to talk to you about is beauty standards, which I guess we could talk for like four hours on that. Yeah. Um, but I obviously, I mean, I've been so encouraged by when you share about beauty standards on your platform and I was even interviewing Quigley. I don't know if you know yeah. who Quigley is. Um, and yeah, and she was telling me how she had seen a post that you had done. And I think it was like your stories um, about beauty standards and how um, the people that have impacted you the most in life aren't, it's not because of how they look. And she oh, yeah. brought that up and was like, I literally like changed my social media because of that. And then I heard like Becca Tobin bring up yours. And she was like, you know, Becca Tilly talked about all this stuff. And so I was like, wow, that's crazy how even, let's even pretend like those two people only mm-hmm. got something out of it because of your vulnerability I think is it's amazing um but did you could you like elaborate a little bit more on what you were talking about <laughs> yeah so um you know just like I think everyone at some point because I think a lot of people see someone on social media we all see these people on social media where we're like they're perfect they have no insecurities why would they have any insecurities and um the truth is, is that every single person has something that they would want to change about themselves, whether it's physical, whether it's um, something to do with, maybe it's like they have like something going on with their mental health. Like everyone has something that they wish they could change. And I remember 
I was just, I think I was like, I was getting ready to take a bath or shower or something. I was looking in the mirror and I was like, I've like gained weight. I don't feel, I don't feel pretty. I'm like pale. I don't feel like I've been, I haven't been traveling. I just did not feel confident in who I was. And something just like clicked in my head. And I was like, no one's ever, I've never I don't feel like I've ever been remembered or liked because of how I look. Like when people have complimented me or they've, you know, had something nice to say about me, it's never been about like, oh, she's pretty or she's skinny or anything. It's been like, oh, she really, you know, she was really generous in a hard time or she, she really like brought laughter into my life or she made me feel um, like accepted in a social situation where I didn't feel comfortable. And I think about those people that I've met where I've never walked away and been like, I'm going to remember her because of how beautiful her hair was. You know, like it might initially grab my attention and be like, well, she has great hair, but I'm not going to remember our interaction because of how she looked. It's going to be because of how she made me feel or something that she did for me that changed how I felt in that situation. And so I was just saying, like, we spend so much time worrying about things that no one cares about. Like, no one cares that I gained a few pounds and no one cares. I don't have a fresh spray tan. You know, it's like we put so much pressure and that's where most of our insecurities come from for something that people are not, they don't care about it. (laughs) Um, And so this girl just, you know, I get a lot of questions about how to deal with insecurities and it's just like, we all have them and it's just fighting that this weird societal pressure that, we have in our face at all times on Instagram and TikTok and anywhere where you can see these unrealistic beauty standards. And sometimes it's just as simple as unfollowing people who make you feel that way, you know, like choosing to unfollow them, not because, you know, you hate them, but just because they don't make you, you know, it's like, why, why are we comparing ourselves to someone because they look different? So I don't, I hate the, like, I mean, we all fall victim to it. Like the pressures of how we're supposed to look in this world and what size we're supposed to be. So I'm happy that more people are coming out and being open and comfortable with cellulite and stretch marks and things that we've always felt like we needed to hide. And, um, like, I don't know, do y'all follow the birds papaya? I was just thinking about She's amazing. Like, yeah, she is, um, there's just like so many people who are now saying like, this is my body and I'm proud of it because it's my body and it, it's like showing up for me. Mm. So yeah, I think it's just, you know, when, when there's a platform like y'all have and like I have, it's just important to remind people that no one's perfect. Everyone has the same, same things going on. Yeah, no, I mean, I agree with all of that. It, It is so hard. I mean, even like this, like having a platform or whatever, and then being, it's like, you're so self-conscious about like how you look and you just think like, for me, it's video. Like I hate being on video. And it's like, I think if I post these stories about I'm being on video, someone's going to be like, ew, look at her, da da da. And it's like, I really don't think people are going to notice. And if they do, then I probably don't want them following me. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, I always bring up this one really dumb example, but I watched Pretty Little Liars like a long, long time ago. 
and it's really good okay the only no, thing i got I out of the show of that. don't worry it's just funny um and they were like in a morgue you know like how high schoolers end up there yeah, for yeah, some reason in the and hannah was like look at all these bodies like thin and tan and now they're just like ice or they were like they're like loaves of bread just sitting in, in metal and i was like that's really true <laughs> and i was like that i mean if you think about the amount of time we spend not only like physically helping our bodies which obviously there's an extent where you need to like yeah, take care of, of your you know temple yeah. quote unquote yeah um but then being like the amount of time we spend thinking about it and what could we use with that brain power and what could we use how could mm. we use this to like help other people mm-hmm. and i mean i still think I mean, everybody's beautiful in their own way. And like, they're amazing, beautiful women, obviously. Mm-hmm. But it, that's not the end all and be all of <laughs> who we are. It's not? <laughs> For you, it is. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, that's not what I mean. <laughs> um, but it's all about just like truly like leaving your legacy. And you don't want people at your funeral to say she was so pretty. And she looked so hot that one time at her 30th birthday. Did you remember that? <laughs> they want you. They want to be like that impacted me Mm -hmm. it's so hard though it's hard to remember all that (laughs) it is like I every now and then uh someone will tag me in that post like it's like been really cool because it's gone it's continued to circulate and gone like I've continued to be tagged in it and um honestly like it's a reminder for myself every time I get tagged I go back and read it again because I'm like you know, it's probably on one of those days where I'm pinching my fat rolls and, you know, going like, why is it so hard after 30? <laughs> Everyone was right. But yeah, I, it's so true. Like at your funeral, no one's getting you. I hope that no one's talking about how banging your body was that Maybe summer. Maybe just one person. Yeah, just, just one. one. If they think it, that's <laughs> fine. But if someone gets up <laughs> to read a eulogy, I want it to be about how I made them feel and how yeah. I changed their life, you know? But if someone's thinking yeah. I looked good one summer, that's okay, too. <laughs> we'll just all attend each other's, and you'll be the one to say it. We'll okay, okay. the token yeah, person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. They'll be like, the inside there. joke. <laughs> but nobody gets it. They're like, yeah. that girl, I don't get it. They're like, that's dark. <laughs> um, well... Uh, is there anything else before we go to our last question? No. This like flew by. I know. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so we always like to ask our guests what their silver lining is. Um, so just something good that came from something bad or challenging at any point in your life. Um, but is there anything you can think of? Yeah, I'm honestly, I've always been someone that's all I've always been able to find a silver lining. Like I, I will say that's one of my strengths that in any situation I'm able to go, well, you know, at least this could come out of it or this will come out of it or this did come out of it. Um, I think probably it's probably a, a great time for me to talk about going through what I'm going through right now, like challenging myself and being uncomfortable and going through like, you know, I've, I, I don't cry a lot, to be honest, but I've cried a lot in the last few months. And it's been so good for me to recognize that feeling. Okay, so I'll say this. My whole life, I've always thought, I've always been like level. I've always been like, I'm good. I'm chill. I'm content. And I always thought that that was such a great thing because so many people go through ups and downs and I've just always been coasting. And I was reading um, Untamed by Glennon Doyle and she was saying that she always lived her life that way. Like she was always just fine. And she realized that she wasn't living, like she wasn't really living her full 
life because life is supposed to have the highs and the lows. And that's what makes you appreciate the highs is when you have the lows. And I think I'm kind of in this um, time of growth that sometimes feels like a low, but I know at the end it's, I'm going somewhere that's um, going to make me feel better than fine and like challenging me to feel all the emotions and actually express myself and be able to have opinions and talk to people and, and be open-minded to other people and not just shut them out because I disagree. Um, so the challenges that I'm going through, I just know the silver lining is that I'm growing and I think growing is always a positive thing. Yeah. No, that's I love good. That. That's so good. What are y'all silver linings? Oh, um, of life. <laughs> well, like currently. Currently? Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I will just say this, and I'm not just saying this because you're here, but you deciding to be on the show was a really big silver lining for me because I, so I run multiple businesses and I've hit a wall with feeling like, I'm just not going to succeed. And like this idea of whatever success is, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just feeling like like Lisa had been gone on maternity leave and then we had the um, quarantine. And I was just like, what's the point? Like, I'm not getting guests, you know, right now because of quarantine and all this stuff. And so then I like reached out, you know, to your manager and I was like, this is never going to happen. And so then for that to come in, I felt like it was like God's way of being like, you can here you go like there's a little bit of something to help you get through these next few weeks and it was like a blessing for me to to see something positive I guess oh, that's so. so nice it's it's yeah. actually so funny because I um it's not so much I don't know if you listen to the podcast where I talked about like making plans in advance yes I actually had that we just didn't get to it <laughs> okay um but like I always struggle with committing to things and especially with podcasts because before the quarantine, when I'd go to a studio, there'd be things that come up and I just feel like, I don't know, almost overwhelmed. Like, I don't feel like I'm in a place where I want to talk and do another podcast be on my own because I don't feel like I'm going to be able to be like energetic enough or something. And for some reason, when your po- the um, email came in, I was like, yeah, I'd love to do it. And I was like, fine putting it on the calendar in advance. And I don't know if it was just mm-hmm. because it's like, you know, it was um, like a Zoom and I wasn't going to, you know, there wasn't really anything to be stressed about. But I just, there was something that I was like, yeah, I'm down to do it. So I think that was a God thing on both of us, for on both yeah. of our ends. No, was, that's so cool. I was just going to say, I totally think that was the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So that's really cool that you were like in tune with him. Yeah. <laughs> the little podcast yeah. angels. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, what What's your silver lining? I would say like, as far as life is concerned, everything that you're saying has been like, exactly the same like having emotions is okay like my parents grew up my dad's a five and I think my mom's a five and so both of them don't really share their emotions share Uh their feelings uh my parents also grew up in communism uh so that's another (laughs) big thing um and so for them to um like share their emotions and share feelings Mm -hmm. They grew up in a place where like that's not really acceptable. Right. That's not really okay. I think that's also sometimes like older Christians. Mm-hmm. And so finally being at a place where like God has emotions, like God gets angry and that's okay. God like is happy and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And so like even for me, like relating it like back to the Lord has helped me the most because then I'm like, oh, I'm 
fine feeling this. Mm -hmm. And so that's what got me into psychology and doing that in school. And um, I'm never going to forget this. My psychology teacher said, um, for him, it's a day wasted if he doesn't cry. And for him, what he was saying is for him to finally be like allowing his emotions to like run through him and for him it's like sad or even happy crying Mm -hmm. to just let it flow through him is like what changed him and so even just recently I was reminded of that and I'm like why do I try to keep myself from crying and so I've like just like allowed myself it's so healthy I I feel the same way I don't know why I had this like need my whole life that not not crying made me strong it was like this false it was just a lie I think and or I know it is a lie you should feel emotions and like crying is not weakness um it feels like a cleanse like every time I finish crying I'm like oh felt good (laughs) yeah oh yeah you know like you watch yourself in the mirror crying just to see what you look like and you're <laughs> no one else does I've never done that <laughs> wait I'm gonna do that next wait, time when you were little did you, you didn't get in trouble and then go watch yourself in the mirror and be like just see <laughs> okay good talk okay gotta go bye okay well, good talk. This I, has I been think great. I have a new thing <laughs> Wait, that's actually I'm really funny. It's really I don't funny. Think I, I don't think I want to see myself crying. It's a good it's uh, a good practice. It's humbling. Oh, oh man. I bet. That's probably why I've never done it. Yeah. Oh, make me never cry again. Okay, um, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> okay, well, um, do if you just want to tell people where everybody can find you and your awesome podcast, and I'll, I'll link them below too. Cool. Um, yeah, so you can find me on Instagram at Becca Tilly. Um, and then our podcast is scrubbing in with Becca Tilly and Tanya Rad, and you can find it anywhere you can listen to podcasts. That's great. Well, thank you so thank much for being on the so show. This was much. so fun. I'm excited to listen back. I feel like I'm just going to like learn all over again. So. <laughs> yeah. Thank you all so much for <laughs> having me. Of course. <laughs> thank you. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We had so much fun talking to Becca Tilly, and we hope you guys enjoyed the show. Um, as always, you can follow us at the Salt and Pepper Podcast on Instagram, and you can follow us personally at Olivia Coran and at Lisa Brosser Ursu. Um, and you can go ahead and scroll down below, and those are links in the show notes. Um, you can also join our Facebook group, uh, the Salt and Pepper Podcast Insiders. There, we just talk more and get to know you guys, and we hang out there. So feel free to come on over there. Thank you again for listening and supporting the show. And if you haven't yet, if you could leave a rating and a review, it really really helps us chart on iTunes and it helps us get more guests like Becca on the show. It takes literally less than 30 seconds, maybe like 31 seconds, but it's worth it. I promise. And it means so much to us. Um, And as always, we will see you guys next Tuesday. Thanks for listening. Tune in every Tuesday on the saltandpepperpodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and please rate and review. Follow us on Instagram at the Salt and Pepper Podcast. Make sure to like and follow our Facebook page and email us for any questions, comments, or ideas about what you want to hear on the show. We will see you next Tuesday. I'm all shook up.